My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. Uh, for those of you that do not know me, I want to welcome you to church today. I want to welcome everybody that is watching us online right now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church, especially those in Amarillo, Texas, watching via watch party. Come on with, with Rowdy and Kathy. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right. We are wrapping up a series that wasn't supposed to be a series, but we're part four. Come on, somebody. Um, and what a timely message it's been, right? Jesus and the end of the world. And uh, I, I want to encourage you, if you missed any of the parts, man, go back through and, and, and listen or watch on YouTube or on iTunes. And, and uh, I'm going to recap really quickly this morning. Um, and, and then we're going to end with the recap also because I feel like it's really important that during this season that we need to get focused, right? We need to get focused on the things uh, of God. And, and we've just been talking through uh, Jesus' last sermon, right? Matthew 24 and Matthew 25. And it's so interesting that Jesus uses his last sermon to talk about the end of the world and when he's returning, right? And, and that man, he's going to give us signs. We're not flying blind. He's going to give us signs. Hey, be watchful, be prepared. These things are going to be happening so we're not caught off guard, right? So we're not caught off guard. We know uh, that, that he, he explains it. It's like a woman having birth pains, right? It's like a woman having birth pains. And when the birth pains start getting stronger, that's when the baby comes. And Jesus is like, man, you, you can be looking at all these different signs and you can uh, know that his return is near. And so, you know, this, this week, you know, there, there's monumental, you know, Russia invading uh, Ukraine and, and, and we look at all of these things. And, and so I just, I, I just want to address that and talk about that for a moment before we get into God's word today, because I think it's relevant. Okay. I really think it's relevant to talk about current events and we, we look at something like this, and guys, remember that people are not our enemy, right? Putin's not the enemy here, okay? Satan is the enemy, okay? And, and there's, there's something that is happening far greater than just Russia in, invading Ukraine. And, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, in Ukraine, they were having this, this amazing revival was taking place there. Um, I mean, people are getting saved, and... and um, I heard a report this morning from one of the pastors there, and it was interesting. Like, he was completely peaceful. He's, he's literally in Kiev. His church is in Kiev there where, where the capital is, and he was eating dinner while giving an interview, right? And he's like, yeah, I can hear bombs and, and, and guns, and, and, you know, right by our, our, our church and our home, and, and basically what's happening is the church is becoming a refuge there, and, and people are gathering together, and man, the, they're still preaching the gospel. That's what he said. He's like, look, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay here. We're going to pray. Uh, we're going to preach the gospel, and if we die, we die, and at least we know we died sharing Jesus Christ with the world. And, and so absolutely, we're going we're gonna to pray this morning for uh, our, our Ukrainian brothers and sisters and, and that are, you know, under attack. But this isn't just about this, right? Like, like 
Guys, this could literally be the beginning of World War III. This could literally be the beginning of the things that we've been talking about that Jesus says, hey, you need to pay attention. You need to be watchful. You need to live your life with a sense of urgency and not just kind of drift through life, falling asleep. That meant meant things are happening now um, that are taking place that we need to pay attention to. And, and, And not that we, again, not that... We go home and, 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 you know, store up ammunition and buy more guns, right? Like, yeah, come on, somebody. And, and you know, <laughs> but that we would get on our knees and begin to pray. That, that we would go to spiritual war against the principalities and powers. And so, as we continue to watch this thing unfold... Uh, our hearts and, and our minds need to be engaged in the spiritual warfare uh, that is taking place because it's really just not about uh, the Ukrainians in, in Russia. Man, it's about Israel, okay? You, you're going to see Israel in, in this story unfold probably very, very soon. Um, and, and, and so we just need to be prayer, prayerful and watchful and, and not freak out, right? Because Jesus has given us peace. Um, but we also shouldn't be like ostriches and stick our head in the ground and pretend nothing is happening around us, okay? And so uh, Jesus' last sermon here in Matthew 24 and, and 25 that we've been going through. Last week, we, uh, we talked about the parable of the talents, right? Or, or the parable of the three servants. And, and uh, he gives each one different amounts of talents, right? And the reason why he's so ticked off with the last guy, and again, remember we talked about a talent is worth $1.5 million, okay? It's like 20 years of salary in a lump sum, so don't feel bad for that guy, right? And, and, and um, God gives him, you know, the master, Jesus, gives him this $1.5 million, right? And what does he do? He buries it in the ground. And, and so my hope today, my hope is today that we refocus, that we wouldn't bury any time, treasure, and talent that God has given us because we are all blessed in this room. We are all blessed. If you're watching this online today, we are a blessed people. And, and there is an expectation on our life as followers of Jesus that we would make our life matter, that we wouldn't just bury ourselves, bury the things of God, but we would make our life matter. Okay, and so today we're going to finish up today, we're going to finish up with Matthew 25, we're going to be in Matthew 25, and, and we're going to start out in verse 31, and then we're going to go through uh, the end of the passage here today. Uh, come on, let's pray. Uh, and, and we'll get into God's word today. Father, we thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, this is your moment. God, and you want to do something in this moment this morning, God. Father, we, we, we just come against all of the principalities and powers that, that have attacked us this week, God, whether it's through other people or through an unexpected bill or whatever it is, God. Lord, right now, we just pray in Jesus' name that all of those problems, all those issues would just be washed away right now, Holy Spirit. God, we just give you the, this next 30 or 45 minutes, God, that, that we can hear your word, and then we're going to respond to your presence today. God, we just pray that your glory would fall right now among us, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just lift up our brothers and sisters in, in, in the Ukraine and in Russia too, God. Father, we just pray, Holy Spirit, over Putin, God. We pray, Lord, that you would soften his heart, God. God, you, we've seen it all through scripture, God. You, you, 
you can transform a leader, God. And so, God, we just ask and we plead, God, that you would transform his heart and you would transform his mind right now in Jesus' name. God, we just pray for protection for all the churches in Ukraine. God, we just pray for all the Christians, Lord. We pray for all the pastors, God, that you would give them a, a, a sense of boldness, God, to preach the gospel. God, we just pray for revival to take place in both countries, Father, in Jesus' name. God, Holy Spirit, we just pray that your will would be done. Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would help me get out of the way this morning, all of you and none of me, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen Amen and amen. Let's continue here on Matthew 25, uh, 31 this morning. Uh, And again, this is Jesus' last uh, sermon uh, before his uh, crucifixion. He says this, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. So uh, he's ending with this. Jesus is ending his message with this. And I feel like, man, the Son of Man comes in his glory. So when Jesus came to this earth, he completely emptied himself, okay? And what did he empty himself of? He emptied himself of his glory, One of the things that God says to Moses, Moses is like, Lord, show me your glory. God's like, you will melt. You you will literally melt, right? Like the wicked witch of the West. Like you will, you will, you know, melt if you see my glory because that's how powerful God's glory is, right? And so when Jesus came to this earth, he emptied himself of his glory, But when Jesus returns for us, he is going to come with all of his glory. And so um, what I want us to do this morning, and and I, I want you to try and picture this, okay? Picture this day. Picture this moment when Jesus comes with all of his glory, okay? Ezekiel 128 says this. All around him, and so Ezekiel is having this vision from the Lord, and he's, he's explaining, right, like God's glory. And he's trying to do it as best as he can, right? All around him was a glowing halo, like a rainbow shining in the clouds on a rainy day. That is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. When I saw it, I fell face down on the ground. I heard someone's voice speaking to me. And so many scholars believe that this, this moment is going to be like, the northern lights, okay, except just like in all of its splendor all over the world, all over the sky in this this beautiful, majestic rainbow as Jesus comes in all of his glory. John, when he's on the island of Patmos, talks about it in Revelation 1, 10. Let's read it this morning. It was the Lord's day, and I was worshiping in the spirit. Suddenly I heard behind him a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It said, write in a book everything you see and send it to the seven churches in the cities of Ephesus, Samira, Pergamum, Theota, Sadis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Nailed it. When I turned to see 
who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands, and standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. This is Jesus. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. Let's continue. This is, the, this is very different than the Jesus that is described here on earth, right? When, when he's here on earth, he's, he's, remember, he emptied himself of his glory. He, he looks like a Nazarene. He has long hair and a beard, right? Like very different than this Jesus, this returning of Jesus, right? His head and his hair were like white like wool, as white as snow, okay? His eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace. And his voice thundered like a mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all of its brilliance. You want to talk about someone who's intimidating? The return of Jesus is going to be intimidating, okay? When he comes with all of his glory, all of his majesty, all of his power, wow, what? What a moment, what a day this is going to be for all of Jesus' followers, okay? Then he continues here, Matthew 25, 32 through 33. All the nations will be gathered in his presence. And so what Jesus is talking about here, he's saying like every person who has ever existed on this earth will be gathered together in one accord, in his presence. And he will separate the people As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he will place the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Okay, during this time, during this period of time where Jesus separates the sheep from the goats, this is not going to be a good thing to be a goat. Okay? Some of you are like, man, I want to be a goat, greatest of all time. Like, this isn't about becoming Michael Jordan or Tom Brady, okay? Like... Being a goat is not going to be a good thing in this moment. What Jesus is talking about, his sheep are, are his followers. Why? Because Jesus is the great shepherd. And so his sheep listen to his voice. They follow him. That's why he's separating the sheep from the goats. The goats are the people that are rebellious. The goats are the people that just don't care about the things of God, and they're just doing their own things. And so in this moment, God is going to separate the sheep from the goats, okay? And so as I was praying over this, this message today, and, and just I really feel like the Lord wanted me to, to talk a, a, a about this this morning, and that is there is a difference between struggling with sin and practicing sin, okay? There's a difference between struggling with sin and practicing with, with sin, and, and I know you probably haven't heard a message like this um, in a really long time or, or ever, just talking about the difference between struggling with sin and practicing with sin, right? Um, and, and, and so let, let's look at 1 John 1, 8 through 10, okay? What, what does John say about struggling with sin? If we claim to have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth, okay? So if you're walking around thinking that you're not a sinner, okay, there, you, you have an issue, Okay, you have an issue if you're walking around thinking that you do not sin because John is saying, man, we all have sin, okay? We're all born into wickedness, okay? And we all struggle with sin. But if we confess our sins to him, okay, here's the importance of repentance, okay? Having a repentant heart, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Come on, what a good savior we have. 
If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. And so John is saying here, like, we have to know, like, we have to acknowledge that we're all sinners, right? And, and that all of us struggle with sin, whether it's a, a, a sinful thought, okay, whether it's, it's a habitual habit, right, that we're struggling with or, 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 or an addiction, okay? Listen, there is a big difference between someone who is struggling with pornography and someone who's practicing pr- pornography, okay? When you practice something, okay, pra- when we're talking about practice, right, when you practice something, you're, you're, you're hoping to get better at it, Right? When you practice something. And so there's a difference between struggling with sin and practicing sin, right? Like when, when you're struggling with, with, with lying, right? Um, there's a difference between struggling with, with, with lying and telling the truth and just be, you're just a liar, right? And you're trying to get better at, at lying. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between struggling with lustful thoughts and actually just giving into lustful thoughts and just practicing them, okay? And, and we're going to get into this because this is, guys, this is a big difference, okay? Because some of you here today, maybe you're watching online, you're worried about, you're living in such condemnation in your life, okay? And salvation isn't something like your car keys. And, and many of you heard me say this, like, you can't accidentally lose your eternal salvation, Okay? Like, it's not like your wallet, right? Like, honey, I lost my salvation. Babe, you just put it, you know, it's, it's in the bathroom sink. Okay, you just left it there, right? It, it, and, um, but there needs to, there's a difference between someone who is living a repentant life, right, and is trying to work through their sin, right, than someone who just doesn't give a rip and just continues to practice the sin, Proverbs 24, 16 says this, the godly may trip seven times, but they get up again. They repent again, right? But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked, right? And so the writer of Proverbs is here. It's like, okay, man, we we sin, right? We we fall. We're, We're all struggling with sin in different areas of our life. But the difference between the godly and the, the ungodly is that we repent and, and we get up again and we're moving towards the things of God because, man, we're, our goal is to try, man, our goal is to try to be righteousness, right? Our goal is holiness. Our, our goal is to get closer to God every single day. And, guys, this never stops until we meet Jesus face to face. Some of you are like, Pastor, when do I arrive? When you're dead, okay? Right? Like, that's when you arrive, right? Like, it's this, this constant process, okay, that, that we're going through. But here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I want to give you some encouragement today. When you fall, when you struggle with sin, okay, get up again. Don't. Some of you are struggling with depression and anxiety, okay? And, and the world wants you to believe, like, this is who you are. The world wants you to believe that, that no, 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 this is, just, this is just it, okay? Listen to me. Keep struggling through it. Keep putting it on the cross. 
Keep coming to the altar. Keep going to the prayer cove. Like, keep giving it to God. Some of you are struggling with alcoholism or drug addiction today. Come on, like, man, yes, you're going to fall sometimes, but, man, keep moving forward. God's got more for your life. He's got better for you. Some of you are just like, man, I'm just going to deal with, with anger forever. Come on. That is not who you are. God, man, the Holy Spirit brings love and, and joy and peace and gentleness into our heart. Some of you are struggling with the spirit of lust in your life. And, man, you're struggling with it. Guys, keep struggling forward. Keep struggling. Keep getting up. Because God has so much better for us. Here's the thing. You never know when your miracle is going to come. You never know when the breakthrough is going to happen. It can happen in any moment because, again, there is a spiritual war that is happening. And we, we can't see that spiritual war. But every time we pray, every time we persevere, every time we get up after we fall, things are happening in the supernatural realm that we can't see. Man, you are moving forward. Every time that you overcome a temptation, you are moving forward. God is strengthening you from the inside out. Don't give up. Because when we give up, that's when devastation happens. When we give up, that's when we begin to drift away from the purpose and the plan of God. When we give up, then that's when God can take, away, take us, or that's when Satan can, can get us, remove us from, from the house of God, from the spirit of God. Just keep getting up. Keep struggling forward. Okay? Guys, we're, we're, we all struggle with something, right? Like, that's what John is saying. Like, like, don't pretend that you don't got problems, okay? Don't pretend. And we like to do that sometimes at church, right? We, 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 we like to put our church clothes on, and we like to walk in like everything's great, and everything's wonderful when you're dying inside, and you don't want to tell anybody. You don't want to come to the altar. You don't want to do, you don't want to put anything on the cross. You don't want to get prayer because, oh my gosh, someone might think I have problems. Let me tell you something. We all got problems. And Satan would love to fill your heart and mind with pride to the point where you're not giving it to Jesus. Jesus is just saying, come on, just give it to me. Come on, every day we're going to get better. Every day we're going to get stronger. Every day we're going to move a little bit closer to the purpose and the plan that God has for our life. Big difference between struggling with sin and practicing sin, Okay? Let's, this is a huge warning, okay, with the issue of practicing sin here in Galatians 5, 19 and through 21. And we love to read Galatians 5, 22, right? It was the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we kind of skip over this part, right? We kind of fast forward through and let me get to the fruit. You know what I mean? Important part of the passage here, okay? Now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexually immor immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, 
Do you guys recognize how long this list is, right? It's like three times longer than the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, righteous behavior, and other things like these, okay? Not limited to, right? Like Paul's like, not limited to, there's just kind of, there's even more, but I, I don't want to keep going, right? And so he says, I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's how serious it is. That if you practice these sins and you don't have a repentant heart and you just kind of just don't care, you're like, ah, oh, whatever. When it comes to the end, you will be part of the goats. Okay, like, like this is how serious the Apostle Paul is talking, like, like, this is how serious Jesus is trying to convey this message to us today. Like, like, guys, there's a difference between struggling with sin and then just giving over to the sinful nature and just practicing these things. And it's so dangerous to the point where we can literally, we can literally miss eternal life with Jesus. It's so important. Guys, it's so important to repent of our sins, to get up when we fall down, to get up when we mess up, to get up when we sin, and move forward in the things of God. Amen? Man, I just believe there's going to be a breakthrough today. Man, as I was talking today, man, I just believe the altar time today, man, God's going to move. Man, I feel Jesus this morning. Man, he's going to move in a, in a mighty, mighty way. God has already been moving. He's been doing some miraculous things throughout this church. I believe today he's going to do some powerful things in the prayer cope, at the altar, and at the cross today. So Jesus continues in his message. And um, what Jesus is, is about to talk about in, in, the, in the next passage here is the point is that there needs to be a corresponding action to our faith. Okay? Our, our faith actually needs to look like something. I heard someone say something the other day that I was just like, I couldn't even talk afterwards. They ex was, were explaining to someone how they were a non-practicing Christian. It's not a thing, right? Like, it's, you, it's not a thing. Like, either you are for God or you're against God. There's no, like, I'm a non-practicing believer. Uh, it's a, it's my pride. No, it's like either you are or you're not. Jesus, man, we talked about this last couple of weeks where Jesus is like, man, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth, right? Like, like there's no, like, oh, I like to be on the fence. No, there's no fence. Like, either you're for God or you're against God. God, right? And so Jesus is saying here, look, look, like our faith needs to look like something. There needs to be a corresponding action to our faith, okay? Jesus says this in Matthew 25, 34 through 37. He says, then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. Guys, just soak that into your soul for a moment. Like, can you imagine King Jesus saying these words to you? Come, like, good and faithful servant, come, step in to the kingdom that's been prepared for you. What a moment that is going to be. For I was hungry, 
and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? Let's continue. Or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing. When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. I think we, we have the tendency to complicate Christianity so much. And Jesus just gives us a template of simplicity of how to live out the gospel, right? It's like, well, how do you want to be like me? Okay, well, um, give someone a cup of water that needs water, right? Like, like I, we, we just, I think we complicate it so much. And, and man, I talk to people and they're like, man, I got to go to seminary and I got to go to Bible college and I got to get a degree before I do anything for God. No, no, no. Someone, Jesus says nothing about that. He says, no, just see every person as, you're, as you see me. Like that homeless person, right? On the corner. It, it's not a homeless person. It's Jesus, Come on, that changes some things, right? Right? Like, like, like when we start to look at that coworker that drives us bananas every day. They're cutting their toenails at their cubicle, right? You know what I'm saying? Seriously. <laughs> Instead of talking about them, gossiping about them or being mean to them, you encourage them. You love them and you pray for them because that's Jesus. That's not that coworker you can't stand. And doesn't that, that changes things, right? When we begin to see every person in our life as Jesus. He says, man, we're all brothers and sisters. We're all part of God's massive family. Except here's the issue. We don't treat each other that way most of the time. And Jesus is like, man, you, thank you for visiting me in, in prison. Man, thank you for, for visiting me when I was, was sick. Thank you for, man, and, and, and I, I think we don't, we don't think of this perspective, but man, it just goes back to what Jesus says. Hey, treat people how you want to be treated. It's so simple. You want to live like Jesus? Love people as much as you love yourself. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And here at Passionate Life Church, we don't have a prison ministry, okay? We don't have a prison ministry. And if that is something that is on your heart today, maybe that's why you're here to start a prison ministry here at Passion Life Church, okay? I am one guy. My wife is one woman, okay? And we're not called to do everything. And that's why we're, we're called a body, and God brings different people from different places of life, right? 
And God, I know God is stirring some things up in some of you for, for outreach and for different things. Man, step in. Step into the call that God has placed upon your heart. And let's not complicate it, right? Let's not complicate it. Jesus doesn't complicate it. He says it's so simple. Someone needs clothes, clothes clothe them, right? Like someone's sick, bring them a meal and visit them, right? Like, like it's so simple. God, being like Jesus, he, he gives us just a simplistic template. And I think we, we like to complicate it so much. Let's continue here as we wrap up Jesus' message here. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. Okay, so here's the repercussions of not obeying Jesus, not being like Christ. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. We talked about that last week, right? The, the, the time treasure and, and talent, right? Just using your home for the kingdom of God, whether, whether it's inviting someone over and sharing a meal. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me to your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick in prison and you didn't visit me. Man, if we take this passage of scripture and we actually look at it from a spiritual perspective, I was hungry. Come on, we're all spiritually hungry. He didn't feed me the word, right? I was thirsty. Jesus says, I am the water of life, right? You didn't drink of Jesus. You didn't drink his water. You didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. Guys, this, this church is God's house. You didn't invite anybody to church. You didn't invite anybody into this relationship with Jesus. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. Man, we, we are clothed with what? With righteousness. And you never strived for, for living for righteous. I was sick and in prison. Man, there's so many people who are trapped in emotional prisons, mental prisons. Jesus says, man, bring the sick to me. Jesus came to set the captives free. He came to set us free from, from, from the power of sin over our lives. Come on, what are we waiting for today? Come on, get free today. Let today be the day of salvation. Let's, let's finish up here today. Then they will reply, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? Remember, we talked about the excuses, right? There's no excuses. When you stand before Jesus, we will be held accountable. And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. So Jesus says it's clear. Like, you, you have a choice eternal punishment or eternal life, right? Like, like, this is the choice. But at this point, when we get to this point, it's too late to choose. We have to choose before that, right? We have to choose before that. So what I want to do for the rest of our time this morning, I just want to close out with a recap of Jesus' sermon, okay? With Matthew 24 and 25, okay? The first thing that we need to get in our hearts and our minds is that Jesus wants us to live with a sense of urgency for eternity, 
He needs us to live with a sense of urgency for eternity, realizing, right, we talked about this last week, living with a burden, a spiritual weight in your life that there are people that are literally, that we see every day that are going to hell. If Jesus returned in an hour, how many of our friends and family wouldn't make it? And so Jesus is like pleading, like this is his last sermon. He's like, man, live your life with a sense of urgency for eternity. Because, man, eternity is what matters. The second thing is to be watchful. And we talked about this in part one, being watchful. Like, man, wars, rumors of wars, famines that take place, earthquakes that take place. Like, being watchful, right? That, that, that we're not ostriches with our head in the ground, but we're actually looking at things that are happening in our culture, and we can see, man, our culture is moving farther and farther away from the things of God, and people's, man, they're, they're just lovers of themselves, and, and man, their hearts are growing cold. Like, like, this is the world that we live in, and we live in a world, man, Satan's goal, his whole goal is to separate all of us. Separate, 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 separate. That's what he wants to do. He'll, he'll separate us over a vaccine. He'll separate us over a mask. He'll separate us by political parties. He'll, he'll separate us for, you know, he'll just, he'll separate us by denomination, right? Like he just wants to separate, 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 separate. And the Holy Spirit is like, no, 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 no. I want to unify, 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 unify. Because there's power in unity. Look at the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, there's unity there, and there's power there. And so Satan is constantly trying to separate us from each other. The third thing is to be prepared, right? Be prepared, okay? And some of you are like, Pastor, I got my bug out vehicles, I'm prepared. Be spiritually prepared, right? Be, you, you can be prepared that way too, I mean, whatever. Um, uh, but being spiritually prepared for the return of the king, right? That is the most important preparation that we need to make that my life is right, my marriage is right, my kids are right, right? The people around me that, that I have influence over, that man, they're, they're prepared too, the fourth thing is to manage well the time, treasure, and talent that God has given us, right? We, we've been talking about that, man, nothing we have is our own. It's all God's. And, and he's asked us to manage well. And that when we stand before Jesus, we will be held account for everything that he's placed in our hand. And the last thing is our faith needs to correspond with the life of Jesus. Our life needs to look like Jesus. At some level, at some degree, our faith is an action. Our faith needs to look like something. And look, we're all in this process, right? We're all in this process of getting closer to Jesus, okay? But at some point, transformation needs to happen where we're thinking differently, we're talking differently. Like literally people can see something different in us when they talk to us. Listen, some of us, listen to me, some people, we are the only Bible some people will ever read. We are the only Jesus that they will ever meet. How are we betraying 
the word of God to them? How are we portraying Jesus to them? Come on, let's live with a sense of urgency today. An urgency for eternity. Come on, every head, every head bowed, every eye closed. We're now transitioning into our response time. First things first, maybe today you're just like, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. And we have people give their life to Jesus almost every single week here at Passion Life Church. So don't feel like you're alone today. But you're being really honest with yourself. And you would say, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. And I want, man, I want to be one of those. I want to be a sheep. I want to spend eternity with Jesus today. Or maybe, man, you're someone that's just got sucked up in the practice of sin and, and man, you just been in this life of sin and maybe you gave your life to Jesus a long time ago, but you just been, give, man, you just gave up into sin. And today's the day where you recommit your life to Jesus that you're going to step into the struggle. You're gonna step in to, to choosing righteousness and moving towards righteousness today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you today, just, just slip up a hand. I just wanna pray with you today. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You can put your hands down. Thank you. And I would just ask that we'd all repeat this prayer this morning as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.